Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. It is great to be here this morning. I, um, it was a bit weird getting up this morning and getting to put on normal clothes. I feel so dressed up. Uh, I think there's been two Sundays since we've opened that I've been able to wear normal clothes to church, so... I'm taking this as a win. Um, but it is uh, great to be here this morning. And you know, I teach in kids most weeks, but I tell you, adults are a whole new ball game. Um, but I just am really excited for the word that I believe God has given me this morning. Uh, and I hope that it encourages you uh, and challenges you as we celebrate that all, all that God has done in our church and as we look towards the future. Um, but before I get started, why don't you join me in prayer? God, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity this morning to get to celebrate all that you have done and uh, look forward to all that you're going to continue to do in and through us as a church. I pray this morning as we open your word that you would challenge us and inspire us uh, to uh, grow in our faith, grow in our understanding and grow together in unity as the church. I pray that you'd bless our time together. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, I love our church, and uh, there are many reasons why I love our church. I love that at the heart of our church that we are, you know, a fairly ordinary, uh, down-to-earth group of people that are just passionate about helping more people uh, come to know Jesus. And, you know, there's a bunch of ways that we endeavor to do that, Uh, and I love that we're not just a church that is passionate about Jesus and passionate about uh, more people coming to know Jesus, we actually get out and we do the hard yards and we do the best that we can to see more people in our community, our nation, and our world hear the life-changing message of Jesus. You know, one of my favorite things each week is to come here on a Sunday morning and see the vast array uh, of people here serving and volunteering in different ways. I love seeing the worship team and the tech team get here early and prepare and practice and pray. I love seeing the blue shirts arrive and welcome us, welcome those coming into our church. I love seeing the heroes in the green shirts. It is just so cool to be a part of this church. But it doesn't just uh, stop on Sundays. All throughout the week, uh, we have different things happening. Uh, We have Alpha, we have Life Groups, we have Friday Night Youth, uh, we're starting our uh, counselling centre. All of these things, because we are passionate about people hearing the life-changing message of Jesus, and we want to deepen our faith and widen our influence so that we can see that happen. I love our church. And I love our church because I believe that we truly caught a glimpse of God's heart for his people. I love our church because I believe that we understand uh, the value and the importance of investing in the younger generation. You know, in the very core of our DNA uh, is God's love for his children. And this morning, I wanna remind us and have a look uh, at the value of investing in the younger generation. You know, I stand here this morning as the leader and the advocate for generations ministry of this church, but I also stand here as a young person Uh, with first-hand experience of how the investment of the church and individuals within the church 
has shaped my faith and shaped who I am today and have positioned me and helped me see the purpose and the direction that God has for my life. You know, I believe that we all have a part to play. You know, by the end of the service, I'm gonna have you all in green shirts or black shirts. Um, like, that would be great, but I'm just kidding. It's okay, don't stress. Uh, but this morning, uh, it is my prayer that we would um, all be challenged in our attitude towards young people and empowered to play our part in what I wholeheartedly to believe is our calling as the church. If you've got your Bibles with uh, you, uh, we're going to read from Matthew 19, verses 13 to 15, uh, and it's going to come up on the screen as well. And here we see Jesus' heart for young people. It says this, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. But when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. You know, Jesus loves young people. And this encounter that we just read uh, is recorded in three out of the four gospels. So it's clear that this is something that is important to Jesus and therefore worthy of our attention. You know, in the Jewish culture of Jesus' time, children were considered uh, low status. They were wholly dependent. They didn't have a lot of rights. They didn't have anything to contribute to society. uh, So they weren't highly valued. And we see that in the response of the disciples when they tried to stop the children uh, from coming to Jesus. And yet Jesus rebukes them and he welcomes the children. He spends time with them and he prays over them. I believe that there are three really significant moments in this passage where we see uh, Jesus' heart for young people. And these moments have a significant impact on how we, the church, uh, are to interact with these people. You know, when the disciples attempted to shield the children from Jesus, he says, do not hinder them because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. You know, this is such a significant declaration in a culture that didn't really value children or think that they were worthy of their time. Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. And this is a concept that Jesus is really passionate about. You know, he likened faith to a child on multiple occasions throughout his ministry. And if you look back in the chapter before this passage, Jesus is asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And this is his reply. Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes such child in my name welcomes me. To know God and to be great in the kingdom of heaven is to find and embody childlike faith. We can learn from young people about the wonder of faith. You know, I think there are three reasons why Jesus uses children to help explain faith. Children are easily captivated, they are eager learners, and they are unapologetically courageous. 
You know, who knows that seeing something through the eyes of a child is a much more uh, richer experience than it would be without them. You know, children have a way of seeing the world and seeing things in a way that us adults just can't quite appreciate uh, or understand. You know, take Disneyland for instance. I have been lucky enough uh, to go to Disneyland a few times over the years, and whilst I would argue that no matter how old or young you are, it is very easy to get swept up in the awe and the wonder and the captivating fun of the happiest place on earth. You know, um, admittedly, I may or may not have shed a tear in the live production of Frozen, and I genuinely wish uh, that it was socially acceptable to wear Minnie Mouse ears um, in everyday life, because it just brings me such great joy. And whilst I might love Disneyland and I am captivated by the fun and the wonder and the mystery, Nothing compares to the time I went to Disneyland with my younger cousins. Uh, a few years ago, we were lucky enough as an extended family, our grandparents uh, helped us uh, go to the States for a white Christmas, and we finished our trip off in Florida in technically Disney World, but I'm just going to say Disneyland. Um, and, you know, Florida is not white, it is very hot, uh, but it was a very exciting experience to get to uh, experience Disneyland through the eyes of my cousin. You know, Disneyland is a completely overwhelming experience for a child. You know, the fun, the mystery, the wonder, the excitement is completely overwhelming. And you know what, See, uh, getting to go to Disneyland with my cousins made it worth it. You know, it made it worth it to sit in the hot Florida sun waiting for the parade to happen and then watching the parade. It made lining up for It's a Small World for way too long, slightly bearable, and the subsequent uh, having the song in my head for the rest of the day, slightly bearable. It made the long day and the exhausted legs worth it when I got to see my little four-year-old cousin meet Queen Elsa uh, and watch the fireworks way past her bedtime. You know, experiencing Disneyland through their eyes was a completely different experience uh, than it was the times I went as an adult. They soaked up everything. They were completely captivated by it all. And my cousins taught us all a lesson. There is so much joy to be found in the mystery and the wonder. It's simple, it's authentic, and it's captivating. And it's a much richer experience than it would have been without them. You know, the funny thing about that trip was actually at the end, my dad brought our little family of six together. We'd been to Disneyland and Universal Studios and he said, right, that's it, no more theme parks for the Ellsmore family. I've done my dues, I've done the rides, I've put up with motion sickness, we've done the long days, no more theme parks. If you want to experience the fun and the wonder and the joy, go without me. Um, but uh, the experience itself was a great finale for my family's theme park uh, lifetime. You know, Jesus knew that it was the same with faith. In a culture that was very much about striving uh, to know the most and do the most in order to gain God's approval, Jesus says to be great in the kingdom of heaven is to take on the mind and faith of a child. And this was a foreign concept in Jesus' time, and I think it is for us today as well. 
You know, in our culture today, we idolize busyness. We're constantly pursuing greater knowledge and more success and greater influence. And not that those things are bad at all, but those things are easy to captivate us and easy uh, to distract us from the awe and the wonder of faith. But I'm not saying that we should spend our entire lives living in ignorant bliss with no desire for more or to know more because there is a difference between childlike faith and childish faith. Not only do children teach us the captivating wonder of faith, children are eager learners. You know, across our lifetime, the most rapid growth and development takes place in our childhood. You know, children are constantly uh, learning new skills and uh, uh, getting more information and knowledge to help them understand and interact with the world around them. They are always learning, but they are dependent on significant role models like parents and family to help them do that. Childlike faith is a continual journey of learning and discovery that recognizes its dependency in Christ. And children are unapologetically courageous. They have no filter, and it, it just, you know, it, you just have to see a four-year-old or five-year-old girl dress herself up ready for church to appreciate her sheer boldness and complete disregard for pattern matching and appropriate outfit placement uh, to appreciate her courage and her boldness. Or the boy that stands up in front of his class and invites them all to church and tells them all that Jesus loves them, invites his teacher to church without a care in the world of what they're going to think of him. Or the child that asks the big questions without filter, without shame, without worrying they're going to offend someone or be politically incorrect. All they want is a desire uh, to know more and a genuine interest uh, to learn more. You know, when Jesus talks about childlike faith and the kingdom of heaven, he's calling us to the captivating wonder of God's love for his children. He's calling us to a place of dependency and growth, to soak in and to learn all that we can from God. And he's calling us to be unapologetically courageous in the way we share it. And from my experience, young people are our greatest teachers on these matters. You know, capturing the faith of a child brings us to the heart of God and the heart of Jesus for his children. Spend time with a young person and they will challenge you with their wonder. They will challenge you with their desire to learn and their courage. Young people are worth spending time with because your life and your faith will be much richer for it. You know, when people started bringing their children to Jesus, the disciples tried to send them away. They didn't see the value in the children spending time with Jesus and they didn't think that the children were worth his precious time. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me. You know, this moment was a lesson for the disciples as much as anyone, because in that moment, he challenged the attitude of the disciples, and he also challenged the attitude of the culture they were in. You know, Jesus saw the value in spending time with the children and blessing them with words of encouragement. You see, we can learn a great deal from young people, but we have a lot to offer them as well. 
Bless young people with lots of your time and even more encouragement. You know, two things stand out to me. The, uh, the first is that the, fa- the faith of those who brought their children to Jesus. You know, undoubtedly, it was being in the presence of Jesus that had the potential to change these children's lives, but what got them there was the faith of those who brought them to Jesus, the faith of those that saw the value in bringing the young people to Jesus. You know, if those people didn't bring their kids to Jesus, they would have potentially missed the opportunity to be blessed and to be encouraged by Jesus. You you see, our attitude towards young people can be the very thing that either enables or hinders them from meeting Jesus. And by faith, you have the opportunity, the resources, and the experiences to lead people closer to Jesus. You know, only in Jesus can young people find their worth, their purpose, and their calling. But as the church, we have the opportunity and the invitation to bring them closer and not push them away. You know, you may not have thought about this for very long, but if you've lived longer than a few minutes, uh, you would have some experiences, you would have uh, experienced some things, and you would have learned from those experiences, and hopefully from those experiences, you have some wisdom or some encouragement that you can pass on to someone else that hasn't quite gotten there yet. We all have something to offer. Young people are worth the investment. You know, what experiences or wisdom do you have that could help a young person navigate the challenges of life or their questions of faith? And the second thing that stands out to me is that Jesus didn't waste his time with the children. His interaction with them gives us an insight into his priorities. He gave them his time and he blessed them with words of life and words of encouragement. He didn't waste his time by scolding them or disciplining them. He didn't hand them over a step-by-step guide outlining how to get through the torture of adolescence while making your parents happy, your teachers happy, your siblings happy, your social media's followers happy. Instead, he loved them, he prayed for them, and he blessed them with encouragement. His actions and his attitude spoke to the value that he placed in those children. You know, nothing speaks louder to a young person than showing them that they are worth your time, that you are interested in them, and that you value them through the way that you encourage them, empathize with them, and empower them. Bless young people with lots of your time and even more encouragement. You know, I've been uh, blessed to grow up uh, with people that have seen the value in investing in me, who through their encouragement, their wisdom, and their time have helped me see Jesus and discover his love and his purpose for my life. You know, I don't say it lightly that it's because of their investment and the investment of my family and even my teachers that I am where I am today. You know, some of those people know the impact that they've had on my life, and others maybe don't. You know, some of them have intentionally and sacrificially invested in my life, while others simply by their smile or their investment into our church or their leading by example, and my admiration from afar has deeply impacted me. And one of those people is Kath Talek. 
Now, she may or may not uh, remember this, uh, but um, she has a big part to play in how I'm here uh, sharing with you this morning. See, when I was 19, I was the youth intern at our, uh, in our youth ministry at Gateway, not this one, Mackenzie, because we didn't exist. Um, and at the time, our youth pastor at the time, Tim Lucas, uh, saw the value in investing in me and made the crazy decision to allow me to speak at one of our sessions at our youth camp of that year. And this was, I've been reflecting on this recently because I never fully quite appreciated the risk he took on me in that because, you know, speaking at youth camp was our biggest event of the year. It was to over 200 people. I was 19 and it was always reserved for uh, the people, you know, special guests. We flew people in and who had way more experience than me. But I remember feeling so nervous and so inadequate, but so excited because God had begun to uh, light a passion and a fire in me to communicate and to speak to people. And so I was excited and I, until I got up and I got ready to speak and as I got up I saw Kath walk in the back and I panicked um, because <laughs> she had just come up for the day and was just checking in on us. And uh, anyway, I got through my message and you know, I, I made some people laugh and I hopefully taught people something new about Jesus uh, and a whole bunch of teenagers responded. But the moment that impacted me the most was as soon as I got off stage that day, Kath beelined for me. She came straight up to me uh, and she spoke words of encouragement over me and she confirmed that the gift of communication that God had placed on my life. You know, I'd been so nervous that she was there watching me critiquing my message because I admired her as a leader and as a woman who was able to communicate God's words so well. And uh, so because I admired her so well, her opinion mattered to me so much and I knew she'd have one. Um, and so when she spoke words of encouragement to me after, it impacted my life so greatly. And thinking back on that, you know, in that moment, she could have come up to me and said, oh, great job, Jess, you know, next time, you know, what if you do this a bit differently or maybe think about how you word that or pretty good, you know. She could have come up and told me all the ways I could have improved or worse, she could have just not bothered. She could have just said, oh, someone else will encourage her. I don't want to give her a big head. Like, you know, someone else will do that. Tim can encourage her, give her feedback. And she could have... Uh, not done it, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what uh, would have happened in that case, but you know, because that moment of encouragement and confirmation in my life has greatly impacted me to be able to stand here in front of you this morning and share God's word. You know, such a small gesture made such a big impact on my life and gave me confidence in the gift God has given me. And in that moment, you know, along with a few other moments, I do believe I'm here today. There is power in encouragement. Such simple words of encouragement can have a lasting impact on someone's life. Your time and your encouragement are powerful currencies. Bless young people with lots of your time and even more encouragement. And young people are worth the investment because they are our future. Invest in young people 
because they are our future. You know, sitting in our church today, uh, in our communities, tomorrow's leaders, tomorrow's teachers, builders, social workers, and pastors, the future of our church and the future of our nation and the world is in their hands. How are we preparing them for that future? You know, Jesus saw the value in showing the young people how much he loved them and believed in their potential because he knew that they would be the people that would later lead the church and help spread the good news around the world. By investing in young people today, we are investing in all of our tomorrow. You know, in Generations Ministry, we are passionate about building a strong foundation of faith for every kid that comes through our doors. We are committed to speaking God's word and teaching God's word each week and creating a space and a community where young people feel welcome, young, young people feel accepted, and that they belong. And we create these spaces because we believe that young people are never too young to have a real faith and we believe in their potential and we believe that God has a big plan for their life. But the reality is we only see young people a few hours each week. And if you're not a regular church attender, then that only diminishes. Um, You know, it can't stop there. It's all of our responsibility. Parents, can I ask you, how are you modeling faith to your children each day? Teachers, coaches, leaders, how are you investing in the young people you lead? Business owners and managers, how are you speaking encouragement and empowering your team? Church, how are we praying for young people? How are we considering them when we plan our services, plan our events? How are we taking a risk on them? investing in their well-being and showing them that they are worth our time by preparing the way for them. Invest in young people because they are our future. You know, statistics say that the average age of church attendance is increasing each year and the average attendance is decreasing. Young people are leaving our churches because they no longer feel that it's relevant for them anymore. They no longer feel like they belong and they no longer feel empowered. This is a church-wide responsibility. Generations is a church-wide responsibility. Whether you wear a black or a green shirt or not, young people matter And every one of us who follow Jesus has a responsibility to value, prioritize, invest, and celebrate them. We need to invest in young people because they are the future of our church and the future of our nation and because Jesus says that it's important. If I can for a moment speak on behalf of young people, because I would still kind of consider myself in that age bracket uh, for a few more years. Um, You know, now more than ever, Whether we know it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, we are desperate for inspiring, reliable, and authentic people to look up to, to show us the way, who pray for us, who take risks on us, and believe in our potential. You have something to offer. You just never know the impact that you can have on someone's life. I'm telling you, the world has a lot to say about young people today but it is incredibly hard to grow up in today's culture. Never before have we had the world at our fingertips. Never before have we had so many conflicting opinions on our identity. 
Never before have we had so much access to media and social media and celebrities. Never before have we had so much and yet feel so discontent. Never before have we been so connected and yet statistics say that we are the most lonely and isolated generation that has ever lived. You know, mental health issues and suicide rates are increasing every day. It is hard to be a young person in today's culture. And the young people need the church and they need Jesus to save them from the crippling cycle of the culture that we live in. They need the church to believe in them, to value them, to pray for them, invest in them and encourage them and make it as accessible as possible for young people to meet Jesus and to experience his love and his grace. And if you're a young person here this morning, I love you, but I need to tell you this, you don't know everything. (laughs) Believe it or not, your parents and those around you have gone through some of the same same things that you're struggling with now. There are people in this church who believe in you, who see your worth, who value your contribution and would be absolutely honored to walk alongside you, to share their experiences with you and to pray for you. But young people, make it easy for people to encourage you. Don't shut down, don't grunt when someone asks you a question. Don't isolate yourself. Make it easy for people to encourage you. Do your best to demonstrate your integrity and your trustworthiness so people are more likely to take risks on you and to trust you with more responsibility. Be teachable and don't be afraid to make mistakes because that's how you grow. You have a family here who love you, who pray for you and who are gonna support you no matter what. Let's be a church that does all that we can to let the little children come to show them that they are valuable by spending time with them and pouring out our encouragement and our blessing on them. But it doesn't just stop with little children and I wanna make a really important disclaimer this morning. When we talk about generations ministry, we often talk about our kids and our youth. But in this room, there are probably up to probably four, maybe up to five generations present. If you're here and you're, you know, I don't want to put ages on people, but you know, if you're 50s, 60s, you know, you've been married a couple of decades, you've got some kids, maybe you've even got some grandkids now, how can you encourage, support, and share your wisdom and your lessons with those who are just starting out, who have just gotten married or who are just becoming parents or who are trying to figure out and balance the pressures of work and family? How can you encourage them and speak life into them and let them know that they're not alone? If you're here and you, you know, you're a young adult, you're in your 30s, you've just gotten through the torture of being a teenager, Uh, and maybe you've just gotten through the horrible, horrible dating years, and uh, what uh, wisdom or what encouragement can you give to those young people who are still in the midst of it, who need reminding that they're not alone and that what they're going through, what they're thinking is not crazy? How can you be speaking words of encouragement and investing and showing them that they are worth your time? And if you're a teenager here this morning, and I see some of you here, you have a part to play as well. How are you leading or investing in those younger than you? 
How are you leading your younger siblings? How are you investing in the younger kids in your school or in your teams or in your family? You have a part to play too and God wants to use you to help you uh, help kids know that Jesus loves them and has a plan for their life and to help them walk through some of the scary things of what it means to grow up in today's culture. You are the best people to help those kids because you know what it's like. Generations ministry is our church-wide responsibility. And you know, that's why I love our church because I already see so much of this in action. I love seeing kids serving on the welcome team and teenagers in green shirts. I love seeing our young adults serve on our youth team. Gosh, that brings me joy each week. I love seeing young people in our tech teams and our worship teams learning and leading alongside those who have a bit more experience. And I love how excited and enthusiastic people were last year to get on board with Youth Fest. Um, I think we nearly had as many volunteers as we did teenagers last year. And I'll be honest, I admit for a moment I was a bit disappointed, but uh, I was reminded that with that investment, God is only gonna be able to continue to grow and to use that ministry and that event to help young people in our community for years to come. And you know what, our youth group today, probably up to a third of them are made up of teenagers who came to Youth Fest, who were invited to Youth Fest, who made a decision to follow Jesus. Some of them have already gotten baptised and now they are inviting their non-Christian friends to youth every week. Imagine what we can do in the future when we continue to invest in our young people. With your church, with your help church, we can fight the statistics that say faith is no longer relevant. We can be a church that invites and welcomes people in of all ages, of all backgrounds and all experiences to meet Jesus. Because we believe that He has the power to change people's lives today. No, this is Jesus' heart for Generations Ministry. Generations Ministry is a church-wide responsibility. And I believe that that's Jesus' idea for us as a church. And as we celebrate our first birthday today as a church, gosh, it's so exciting to be a part of a church that is growing and to hear all that God has done in just one year. I just can't help but imagine what He is going to continue to do if we continue as a church to maintain a posture of childlike faith, where we are constantly captivated by His wonder and His presence, when we are eager to learn and willing to make mistakes, and when we are unapologetically courageous. If we can continue to value uh, the investment of our time and our encouragement and our resources, resources uh, to make it as accessible for people to hear the life-changing message of Jesus. And if we continue to believe in our potential and believe the future that God has for us by investing in our generations all around us, there will be no measure to what God can do. And that is an exciting future, church. That is a future that I wanna be a part of. And it is so exciting to see that already taking place in just one year. Imagine getting to sit here in 10 years time and be able to you know, hear all the stories and the numbers of all that God is doing. Each of us have a part to play. Generations Ministry is a church-wide responsibility. 
And we each have our part to play if we wanna see that future become a reality. You know, this morning, I reckon there's some of us here that um, are challenged this morning and there is a, there's a, a next step that you need to take. You know, maybe God's been uh, speaking to you about your faith. Maybe you find yourself, you've, ca- you've gotten caught up in the busyness and in the pursuit of knowledge or success. And God's just calling you back to be captivated by the wonder of His presence. So maybe this week you need to spend some time, rearrange your schedule uh, to spend time with God. Maybe uh, this morning, maybe you've had someone on your heart Uh, to speak to, to speak encouragement to, or maybe just this morning as you've been sitting here, maybe someone's name has been, you know, swirling around in your head. And this morning you need to go and encourage that person, pray for that person, let that person know that you believe in them. Maybe it means that you need to invest uh, your time and you actually, this morning, you're gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, you know, join a team. You know, if it's a, If it's a kids or youth team, I'll be thrilled to have you on board. I'd love to talk to you. We have so many opportunities for you to serve in this place and invest your time to see more people come to know Jesus. Maybe this morning you need to become a mentor for someone, or maybe you need to get a mentor. I encourage you, don't leave today without finding someone to encourage, and don't just leave today and just forget about it. Actually be proactive and intentional because you never know the impact you're gonna have on someone's life. And this morning, I'm really excited. We've actually got our kids coming in and uh, because I'm just so excited about all that God is doing. And I just, I believe that God wants to uh, extend our faith, to fill us with more faith for Him to do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. You know, when we stand in unity, when we understand that we're in this together, when we have faith and we're courageous, we're gonna see whole families redeemed. We're gonna see marriages mended and whole again. We're gonna see young people flooding our kids and youth spaces, not for numbers sake, but for the sake of more people coming to know the life changing love of Jesus. We're gonna see more people in our alpha courses and in our services and in our life groups with more faith and when we take responsibility for this calling that we have as the church, we are gonna see God do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. So church, if you don't mind, I'd love you to stand because I think there's something powerful about standing and joining together in faith. Kids, if you wanna come down the front and while they do that, kids, I want you to know that we love you We appreciate you. We love the fun that you bring and the crazy handball that you play each week. Children, we believe that in your potential, we believe that God has an incredible purpose for your life. And we are so glad that you're a part of our church. Kids, why don't you keep coming down, find a seat or find a spot to sit or stand along the front. It is great to be a church that loves the children, loves our young people. Awesome kids. Look how behaved they are. Well done. Single file. Wow. So mature. Love it, guys. It is so good to have you here. Kids, we love you. We think you're awesome. I love you. I think you're awesome. And I believe that God has an incredible plan for each of your lives. And we can't wait to help you discover that and grow in that. But church, I just, I would love to pray for us this morning that God would fill us with faith 
And I've invited two very special people to come up and join me on stage. Uh, Barb, who is one of our legends here at Gateway. Barb is an incredible prayer and mentor and encourager for so many. And she's gonna pray a blessing over you young people. And I'm also gonna invite Kiri, who is one of our youth here at Redlands. And it has just been so awesome to see Kiri grow in her confidence, grow in her faith and her love for Jesus. And it's her birthday today, which is even awesome. And Kiri is gonna be brave and pray a blessing over our older generation. Now you can kind of determine what generation you wanna fit in. Uh, but I would say general, if you're under 30, you're a young gun, lucky you. Over 30, you've got lots of wisdom and we love you. Um, but would you join me, if you've got people around you, you've got your family, just like, we're a family here, just let's show each other support. Let's put our arms around each other. Let's extend a hand. Bob is gonna pray a blessing over our young people. Thank you, Bob. Pray with me. In the mighty name of King Jesus, we pray a blessing for the younger generation. As a child of God, you are designed, desired and destined. You are specially created and especially loved. God has a distinctive calling for each of you. You are a source of joy and strength for us as we learn from your natural openness and vitality and your simple accepting faith. We follow our Lord Jesus' example in placing a high value on children and young people. Receive life-giving words of worth and acceptance. Be wrapped in blessing. We affirm God's gifts and potential in you, unique for all stages of life. All generations are in this race together. We pass the baton to you and we bless your future. Be encouraged to rise to your full destiny and inheritance. You are the future of God's work in this world. May you find your peace, comfort, confidence and strength always and only in God. Heavenly Father, you are the same God, always our Redeemer, Restorer and Friend. You always have good things in store for us. You fight for our families today. We commend all these young families represented here today and lift them to you for your protection and blessing. Amen. Dear God, thank you for the privilege it is to be a part of your church. Thank you that you have been so faithful to us as a church long before some of us were even born. Thank you that us young people have so many amazing role models, mentors and teachers to look up to and help us grow and discover how much Jesus loves us and has a plan for our lives. I pray that each of them would know that everything they do has an impact on us and help us learn more about Jesus. I pray that you would use their experiences, wisdom and lessons they've learnt to encourage, support and champion those of us who are still on our journey. I pray that you would pour your blessings on them, fill them with courage to share your love and speak encouragement over people. Would their lives help us know more of your love and faithfulness? I pray that we continue to follow Jesus' footsteps together 
and help each other learn and grow. Please help us to always respect our elders and to be your hands and feet in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you love young people. God, I pray this morning that you would fill us with faith. You would fill us with expectation of all that you are gonna continue to do in and through us as a church. Thank you for your faithfulness to us already. And God, I pray this morning that we, as we stand together, as we stand in faith, that you would increase our capacity and our potential, that you would increase our faith, you would increase our time so that we can invest more into the people and the generations around us. God, give us courage. Help us to be willing to learn and to grow. Help us to be captivated by the wonder and the joy found in your presence always. And may we be a church that continues to see Jesus changing lives, Jesus changing families and young people. May we never lose sight of your love and your mission and your calling to us as a church. God, we stand together God, and I just pray that each of us would become more aware of our part to play in this story. God, give us courage to speak that word of encouragement. Give us courage to join a team that we've been avoiding. God, just fill us this morning. We thank you, Jesus, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Awesome, church. We are gonna finish off this morning uh, singing a great song together. Kids, why don't you stand up and join us? A little note, parents, it would be great for you to come and collect them after we finish. Uh, But join with me, let's sing and let's thank God for all that He has done and continue to believe for what He will do in the future. Thank you, thank you. We hope you've been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We're a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.